Welcome to Full Blown Coverage, just another football podcast no one asked for. I'm Mark Saren. I'm joined each week by Andrew Irvin and Ken Menard. Drew, Ken, what'd you get for Christmas? Cole. Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. I got I got COVID for Christmas. I had, ask, and, ask and ye shall receive. Yeah, we got to give Ken props for uh, showing up to the podcast today because he, he's he's feeling a little under the weather. Slightly. I'll say Ken is basically uh, Kurt Gibson hobbling out of the dugout right now. So that is the best compliment I have ever gotten in my life. Let's see if you hit a home talk run or strike a, out. Talk, talk about a roll of the dice. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm rolling the dice today, man. I'm winging it. So let's roll. Weekly roundup. Let's start with Christmas in New Orleans. Alvin Kamara ties a single game touchdown record for a running back with six touchdowns against the Vikings in a Hall of Fame display that will haunt second place fantasy teams for years to come. I'm not even going to make a joke here, and I'm simply just going to ask you guys, is this the greatest game by a running back of all time? Man, I don't know about the greatest of all time, but it seemed like every time you got the ball within the 10-yard line, you're like, he's he's going in. Uh, The greatest fantasy performance by a running back in a championship game i haven't done the research but i have to say um if you had kamara and you lost your fantasy championship you are an idiot yeah (laughs) and you know there Um, were a few in fact we know one (laughs) (laughs) fantasy league a buddy of ours had kamara and uh somehow managed to lose which is yeah mind-boggling i wanted to put together like best performances in a championship game to lose like in real life but you know i got a real job well i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the two the two that come to mind immediately are walter payton rushing for 275 yards with like 117 fever and also earl (laughs) earl campbell earl campbell on monday night football against uh, what was it against the dolphins he rushed for 199 yards uh just like crushed people that guy was unbelievable what about, the beast, what about the beast quake, Ken? Where are you putting that? Eh, I, you know, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. I'll yeah. give you that one. That's right. That was a gr- that was an unbelievable. That was he basically single handedly won that game, which, yeah. by the way, was the first time a sub 500 team won actually made the playoffs and won a game. Right. That's correct. That was. I'm so excited for the uh, six and ten playoff matchup next week. I can't even contain it. <laughs> well, right, we'll get to that. Great. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's move into low lights, and uh, we're going to go dumpster diving again. This time for <laughs> Minshew and Mike Glennon jerseys. The Jets shit on the Browns, and the Jags got decaprioed by the Bears, which ironically means Christmas came twice for Jacksonville, who locked up the top pick in the draft and are virtually guaranteed to select once in a generation quarterback Trevor Lawrence. This leaves the Jets at the number two pick. I know we covered this in some detail on last week's episode, but now that it's certain, where do the Jets go with this pick, and how does management restructure this team to give them the best chance at completing the never-ending quest for own 16? Wait, I have something real quick, because uh, I'm sure it's funny. Uh, what's the DiCaprio reference to? When he got raped by the Bear and the Revenant. <laughs> Canadian. See, <laughs> see, I knew it was funny. I just needed some clarification there. There Uh, He's been in a lot of outstanding flicks, so I was trying to narrow that one down. Yeah. Hey, is that kind of like in Empire Strikes Back when Han puts Luke inside the Tauntaun when he finds him on Hoth? Very very much like that. I know. Drew, Drew, I figured Drew would absolutely know the answer to that. Who's Han Solo? (laughs) (laughs) Who's Leonardo DiCaprio? Come on. Oh. 
Uh, you want me to actually it's, answer where, your what question? What do they now? do here? <laughs> what do they do um, here? What, what ahead, do the Jets do? Well, I I know if they actually are trying to go in with 16, which they've come up short on. Yeah, maybe maybe like we talked about last time, they keep Darnold, um, mm. hire Dave Wanstat, punt on third down, and you go 0-16. <laughs> um, I, my, my suggestion is don't rush. Be calm. Be patient. The Jets have a lot of leverage coming up in this draft. People mm-hmm. are going to want to trade up. People are going to want to trade up for the best, second-best quarterback that after all said and done with team meetings and the combine, the Jets are actually sitting in the driver's seat. They already have a quarterback. Sam Donald can be re- very good. Um, you know, he, he basically has had nobody on his team, but now he's got a, he's got a really good left tackle. Um, they have an opportunity to build the roster through the draft very easily. Don't panic, don't rush and let them come to you. Um, that's that's the direction. I, I mean, I'm not a general manager. Wait, what driver? What, what, dr- what driver seat are they sitting in? Dude, <laughs> is this well, like Shaq's a, driver seat that well, is like 25 feet from the steering wheel? Well, let's say let's. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was like uh, Bubba Smith and Police Academy, which is way over both of your heads. Yeah, you gotta but, get a stick to touch the gas. All right, pedal. so Drew, so Drew, let let's put it in perspective real quick. The Jets are picking second. They don't. They decide that Darnold's their guy because. They're not enamored with the other quarterbacks in the draft. Well, guess what? Some other team is going to be enamored with Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Uh, who's There's another guy that's climbing up, uh, Kyle Trask, one of those guys. So when all said and done, people are going to be fighting tooth and nail. The Jets could get an absolute haul, right? They already have their quarterback. They got him on a contract for another year. They're not paying him shit, right? They already have their left tackle. Hopefully they don't they hopefully they don't blow the coaching hire and go for boy wonder offensive genius again. Instead, maybe get a guy who has actual leadership skills, can actually have a conversation with a defensive lineman about how you feeling today, you know, shit like that. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence is no guarantee. No guarantee at all. But the Jets, uh, I, in my opinion, there there's more of an opportunity for them to get a haul of picks. Um, much like the Hall of Flame we discussed earlier, and, <laughs> and and rebuild their roster in one draft, and they the did Jets, a good job in the last draft. The Jets don't have all. The Jets have a Hall of Flame instead of a Hall of Fame. I get yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, I got I got a hot take to kind of piggyback on what what Ken's saying here, and, and I, I think this actually starts with an ownership change. I think the Jets have been too terrible for too long. They got to do a complete fucking rebrand. The best thing that can happen to the Jets is for them to be sold. When Woody J- Johnson returns from his stint as being Trump's special racist ambassador to the UK, he should call Michael Frisdale at Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, who already own four major professional sports teams in the U.S. and Canada, including the Maple Leafs and the Raptors, and negotiate a sale. NFL games are as popular as NHL games in Canada, and the Super Bowl is the single most watched program of the year there. The Jets move to Toronto. They rebrand as the Toronto Pterodactyls. They hire Lou Riddick as GM and Eric Bieniemy as head coach. They draft, draft Panay Sewell with the number two pick, and they use their $98 million in salary cap space to begin building a team around Darnold, as Ken said. That actually gives the guy a fair chance to prove he's more than an NFL meme about performing routine Google searches on how to play quarterback from the bench. That's what you do. Hey, I'm in. I'm uh... – <clears throat> 
soon to be Canadian. So I'll, I need, I've been looking for a second team. Go pterodactyls. Yeah, you you're already you're already Canadian, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're all Canadian. In the mail. yeah, you know, um, I'll be on. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know, I think we might get into coaching the coaching carousel, uh, preemptive coaching carousel. Uh, but you mentioned the enemy. The enemy to te- the Texans is a no brainer in my opinion. Yeah, no brainer. I mean, well, uh, come on, you're, go- you're going. Let's you're going get from into Mahomes that now because this is Walker. actually our second topic. If we're talking mm-hmm. about management changes, yeah. In addition to the Jets, the Jags and the Chargers are also likely to fire their head coaches at the end of the season. Although, arguably, maybe Anthony Lynn is making a little bit of an argument for himself with Her- Herbert sort of performing these last few games. But the Falcons, Lions, and Texans have already done the deed. If these six franchises had Tinder profiles, who are you swiping right on as a head coach candidate? Wait a second. Is swiping right good or is swiping right bad? I I don't know. You should know. (laughs) I I missed the whole online dating uh, era, which is super depressing. Swiping right is taking – let's put it this way more more simply. Let me tell you Which head coach prospects make the most sense for these teams or – if you're a head coach, which team is the most appealing to you? Like, who would I swipe right from a physical attractiveness sense, or yeah, like is the job attractive to you? I mean, for me, it's Jacksonville because you've got Trevor Lawrence, you've got an additional first round pick from the Rams, you've got over a hundred million in salary cap space heading into 2021. The Jags get a super like on Tinder from any head coach seeking a new job, in my opinion. But uh, my super like. My super like is the Chargers. Yeah. I like the Chargers job. They have a quarterback. They have skill position players. They have Bosa. They have a defense. They have Derwin James coming back next year. They have a fairly high draft pick. They're in L.A. Uh, I don't know. But beyond that, <clears throat> my order would be Chargers. The, I don't think all these jobs are open, but I, I'd i go Chargers, Falcons, Jets, Jags, Texans, and Lions in that order. Ken, what do you think? Uh, well, like I said, I think Bienemy to the Texans is an absolute no-brainer. You're going Mahomes to Watson. Outside of that, you now think about it. You have an ownership group that pretty much has historically given coaches an opportunity to win, right? They held on to Bill O'Brien for a long time. And despite what people think of Bill O'Brien, he actually did a pretty good job. They got to the playoffs, I think, every year, but one or one or and one year and this one. Right. I agree. So mm-hmm. I'm going I'm taking Deshaun Watson because you already have your quarterback in place and a very, very, very good quarterback. You convince J.J. Watt to stay. You have uh, what's his name? Zach Cunningham on defense is a tackle machine. Um, yes. You still have, you know, some of those players that are left over from the O'Brien era. Right. So I'm going Texans, number one, Chargers, two, obviously, if Anthony Lynn gets fired, they may give him another opportunity. Um, yeah. See if he can kind of turn it around. If you're in position to win games, maybe they can fix something that's not. They're on a uh, win streak now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Herbert looks yeah. great the last few games. But, but also, let's not forget, there's some good players on the Lions, and Matt Stafford is also a very good quarterback. Now, the the now they, they hired Spielman. Um, you know, it looks like Robert Sala from the 49ers is going to take that job, and well, or be at least be offered that job. But uh, honestly, you really don't know. The Falcons are kind of a wild card. But one thing that we, one thing we're, we haven't gone through here is there's always going to be some a coaching hire that comes out of nowhere. There's always going to be a coach that like retires or steps down or a shocking you know firing because 
you know, they didn't get along with the owner or something like that. Um, so you never really know. Um, but, you know, we talked about Urban Meyer a little bit. Uh, let me throw it out there to you guys. What, what, you, what job do you think is the best one for him? I, I, I think it's Jacksonville. I, mm-hmm. I think he's already rumored to be interested in that job. He's, you know, credited as the inventor of the spread offense and the run pass option. And I think that's perfect for Lawrence. I mean, that's what he does now. If, 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 it's, if it's not Urban Meyer, you know, I, you know, maybe Belichick asks Kraft for an opt-out and gets his new star quarterback in an average temperature that's nearly double what it is in New England. <laughs> He's also got the, t- the ties to Florida with his time with the Gators and all that. But, right. Yeah, I don't know. The interesting thing is all of those teams that we're talking about, aside from the Jets, like I know – Ken seems high on Darnold. I guess we'll still call him a question mark. I'm not saying he's a bust, but all those teams have quarterbacks. Like uh-huh. Herbert has proved to be a, a one of the best rookies statistically there's ever been. Uh, Matt Ryan's with the Falcons. Um, they're going to have Trevor Lawrence with the Jags. Deshaun Watson is awesome. I think he could lead multiple teams this year to a Super Bowl if he was on a different roster. And the, Matt Stafford is I think been one of the most underrated quarterbacks for the last 10 years. So agreed. I don't know. Now here's a good question. Um, If you are the, now a team like the Niners, right? The Niners, what do they do? What are they going to do with their quarterback situation? Obviously it's not going to be Mullins. It's not going to be Beathard. Garoppolo can't stay on the field. And when he is on the field, uh, top 12, 15 type of player, but he's still not on the field. Are you are you trading? Are you trading for Stafford or Matt Ryan, or are the Bears trading for Stafford or Matt Ryan? Right, probably not Stafford. Obviously, Detroit's not going to send him in the division. I right? don't know that the Bears do. I, I think you have a compelling argument for the 49ers to do it. Yeah, I I think I think Matty Ice this, Shanahan so. connection is an easy yeah. one for the for for Matt Ryan to the 49ers. Totally, totally. I. I I would not be shocked in the slightest if, if, if something like that happens. Um, Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like Shanahan now is in a position where he has to do something to shake stuff up there offensively, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it's, if it's not trading for one of those guys, it's trading up for a draft pick or something, you know, and they're going to be the team that takes just. Here's another, here's another thing to consider. Why is Kyle Shanahan getting a pass? He's had one winning season, one winning season with the 49ers. One that granted they made it to the Super Bowl. They had a 10 point lead and they lost. But everyone's like high and like this guy's like the next brilliant young coach in the business. He's had one winning season. How come he is not? I mean, I, I would I wouldn't get rid of him. But at some point he has to be held accountable for the team not winning. I mean, the Garoppolo decision was obviously uh, one that he wanted. Matt Ryan shows up every week. Matt Ryan's there every week. And Matt Ryan was the MVP of the league with Kyle Shanahan. In my opinion, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. No-brainer. I mean, let me, let me put this hypothetical to you. There's been some rumor that Belichick's interested in getting Garoppolo back. Would you effectuate some sort of trade where Garoppolo goes to the Pats, and if you're Shanahan, you take Newton? No. No. Yeah. That's my short answer. Ken, you can go the long answer. I can't watch Cam Newton play football anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. But as, as they, as many people will tell you, the best ability to have is availability. And Garoppolo is never on the field. 
So yeah, Belichick can get him back. Maybe the cold, uh, brisk air of New England will help his uh, injury proneness or whatever. But um, honestly, I, I, it, it, why, here's the thing: you already got a stopgap for a season. Why are you getting another stopgap? Why yeah, not just get? Why not just get the best quarterback you can evaluate? Now, I could see. I think Stafford to the Patriots would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense. I think that Stafford. Would be scary. To the, that would be very scary. Or how? However, he's got. They're gonna have. They have to get better players. They need better players. I'm not saying they need four two guys on the outside. They need better offensive players. Well, they've got 51 million in cap space. I mean, you know that. I mean, they, they talked about this last night on the. Uh, yeah. During the coverage is what's going on. You got 51 million. Spend any of that to get better players? They could. They they, they absolutely could, and they absolutely should. But also, Belichick has a history of bad drafts. Right. Bad drafts, and and more than likely, his best personnel guy, Nick Casario, is probably going to the Texans. So, you never know. I mean, Dave Gettleman could get fired as the GM of the Giants because they collapsed pretty much collapsed down the stretch, and all of a sudden, that is a very attractive GM job. Right. So you never really know. You really don't know. And again, like I I think I texted you guys the other day. There's going to be a hire that's going to be out there that makes absolutely no sense. Or like someone will hire Dave Wanstead or they'll bring Brad Childress out of retirement. And and they'll also be a coach that's that that's either retires, fired or let go, whatever it might be. My money's on Arians and Byron Leftwich just takes over the team. So you never really know what's going to happen, but you know, I mean, if I'm the Patriots, you have to, ch- why, why have another stopgap when you can get a guy, get yeah. the guy. I think the only way that, that uh, Cam Newton starts in the NFL next year is if it's another stopgap situation with a team that's bad and they just need, need something. I just don't see him fitting in with San Francisco's offense at all. I don't see him fitting uh, in anywhere. I, I, I would be shocked. No. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, he's a backup somewhere. Yeah. Well, speaking of quarterbacks looking for a home, what about strip club veteran Dwayne Askins? Is he, is he going to be on the NFL field next season, or is he going to be watching games through the steez guard of the strip club salad bar? <laughs> Good joke. Ah, good one. Ah, Thank you. Drew, love, Drew, Drew loves salad bars. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know where I went the other day? Well, not <laughs> – not to a salad bar. I'm not spreading COVID, but the, the most underrated salad bar on the West Coast, I'm not sure if it's an East Coast thing, is a round table pizza. You guys ever oh, go yeah. there? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Went to, got a pizza there for the first time in about 25 years. Legit. Yeah. So round table pizza. Seriously if, you're looking, if you're looking for a podcast to sponsor, this is the one. Yeah, full-blown coverage. Um, round table <laughs> pizza. I don't even uh, know what that is. If, exactly. round table, if someone from Round Table Pizza came to Long Island and was like, we want to open an establishment here, we'd be like, go fuck yourself. The mafia would be like, are you kidding me? No way. Again, <laughs> what? Our pizza to you was like your coffee to us Seattleites. Like you guys drink uh, gas station water. Get out of here. Hey, what we do with pizza. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just because freaking St. Arbucks came from Seattle, a.k.a. battery acid, a.k.a. dirt water, 
came from Seattle doesn't mean that you guys know coffee like we do. First of all, uh, mind you, Italians love coffee. All right. If coffee is not served in a timely fashion at a holiday at my house, 75 year old ladies start World War Three. Coffee is huge in New York. Now, there is bad coffee out there for us defend, to drink. You cannot defend Dunkin Donuts. I'm not defending. I did. I you mentioned Dunkin Donuts, oh, not me. Very, Whatever. You very, go to you go to <laughs> Pete's coffee. <laughs> I love Pete. Whatever. You drink Folgers. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. I think the question was about Dwayne Haskins, but yeah, where? T- I, tell me what's going to happen to Dwayne. Uh, I, I, I actually have more interest in the possible quarterbacks we're going to see in Week 17, and all of them have playoff implications. Yeah. Um, did a little bit of research. So first, uh, in Week 16, we saw Taylor Henneke, and yeah, I just I, wanted to give you guys Heineke. Heineke. That's how you say his name. Heineke, yeah. Like Heineken without the N? Yes. Yeah. As in That's a eating, gr- eating Colonel's chicken, drinking Heineke. Yeah, you learn something every day. Gross beer. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Gross. You guys, know he, you guys know he played for the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks this year? I did not know that. I, I do know that he's up. an engineering student at ODU. Yeah. Next fact on uh, Heineke. Um. He punted 14 times for 661 yards at Old Dominion. Wow. So just throwing that out there. Wait a second. Well, hold on. 14 times for six. That's like 50 yards a punt, right? Yeah, because people weren't expecting it. That's a great – that's a good call. Maybe they they were punting on third down as per Dave Wanstead's recommendations. Exactly. (laughs) It's not a bad call when it's like third and 26. Nope. Shotgun formation, you just freaking line drive that thing. Roethlisberger has done that quite a Flipped few times. the field? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, throwing that out there, trick play possibility. Just keep that one in the back of your minds. Second, second one up, uh, Arizona might be starting Chris Streveler. Did I say that correctly, Ken? I believe you did. Nice. Wait, uh, this is news to me. Why? Uh, Kyler Murray got hurt at the end of the game. Dude, the, the- Very questionable. <laughs> Rams Man, cards. I missed, drew. I missed that somehow. Rams yeah. cards. Drew, go over the hold quarterback on, matchup. Hold on. I'm not done with my week 17 quarterback breakdown. Uh, <laughs> did you guys know that he won the 2019 Grey Cup uh, with Winnipeg? No. And in that Grey Cup, he caught a touchdown pass as the quarterback. So that's trick play. Wow. That's trick play alert number two. I love it. Uh, I'm I'm actually really excited for this Arizona <laughs> LA Rams game um, because our third quarterback that is going to be making a start is uh, John Walford, who last year played for the Arizona Hotshots of the AAF. He is a Belk Bowl legend. played played right. at Wake Forest, where they knocked off the Texas A&M Aggies. He threw for 400 yards, four touchdowns. No picks and rushed for 68 yards. The only quarterback since 2000 in a bowl game to put up those numbers. Wow. Wow. So wow. we've got some excitement coming, guys. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, uh, I mean, I feel we're it. about to get into this too, but that Cardinals Rams game is going to be a nightmare. Ridiculous. It's going to yeah. be true. By, by the way, all I kept thinking the whole time was 
I feel like when you and I were at ESPN, they'd send us to send us to Winnipeg and we'd have a phenomenal time. In Winnipeg. Oh, great time. Oh, and great time in Winnipeg. And we'd also, be like, send us to Winnipeg again. <laughs> also, the 14 minutes I spent uh, researching those three quarterbacks is the longest time I've been looking at college football since I left ESPN two years ago. Yeah, there ago. you go. Well, they, they do have really nice marching bands, very nice pageantry. <laughs> and, who do, and who doesn't love the Belk Bowl? One of the greatest traditions bowl. in bowl game history. Wait, is the Belk Bowl in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I, when I, I did that game, it was the Continental Tire Bowl yeah. many years ago. It was like Auburn, Wisconsin, these, or something. These bowls like that. are like stadiums. They they change names every year. Yeah, hmm. absolutely. I am watching the Cheez-It Bowl right now. One of my favorites. Uh, nevertheless, well, let's, what, what, let's get what are we into, going to next, Mark? Let's get into the playoffs. Uh, Wait, we didn't even go into Haskins. Well, nobody Haskins wanted, you, guys, you guys keep ignoring Haskins. Haskins going to play next year. Is any team going to take him as a? Yes, they will. They absolutely will. Some he'll be on a roster next year. As much as I hate to admit it. He's got where too you, good of Where do you think he lands? As a starter or as a backup? If I'm Haskins, I'm calling up the Saints and being like, I want to be your third string quarterback next year and get a master's degree in quarterback play, kind of like Jameis Winston. That's what he kind of reminds me of. Same type of situation. Some off-field issues, phenomenal talent, great arm. He kind of needs to go somewhere and not be forced into a situation where he needs to play. He needs to learn. Right. I'd, if I'm, if, 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 uh, if uh, Jameis Winston goes... Or if, you know, whatever, well, first of all, Breeze is going to be done. I'm calling up the Saints and going, can I please be your third string quarterback for the league minimum next year? If you want to win, if you want to be successful in this league, he's going to have to do something like that. Get a master's degree in playing quarterback. Or Urban Meyer gets hired somewhere and brings his old pal on board. He, he even said it himself. He wasn't ready for the NFL. Yeah, he could back up Trevor. Well, let's move on to the playoffs then. We'll start at the AFC. Chiefs locked up a first-round bye and home field advantage with a sloppy win over the Falcons. What should Mahomes write in his thank-you card to Young Ho Koo? <laughs> uh, I am the I mean, walrus. Cuckoo <laughs> 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 could you summarize their entire season in one fourth quarter? Like, yeah, they blew the fourth quarter lead. Uh, they had a fairly easy interception. It was dropped and inexplicably challenged uh, in a close game where you need timeouts. Um, and then, yeah, the the one guy on their team that's been consistent this year missed field goal. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, the, Falcons, like a big... the Falcons are a mess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't end know. The season. They, they need the season to end very quickly. Yeah. Just end it. Strip it down, start all over again. I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier, but I mean, is it time to move on from Matt Ryan? Is he done in Atlanta? I think if they can get some, if they can get draft picks from the Niners, do it. Yeah, I agree. They're going to be drafting high enough to get one of the best quarterbacks that the one that they like. Again, unless some, unless some, um, maybe they'll trade. Maybe they'll trade Matt Ryan, get those picks back, move up to two with those picks to take the best quarterback that they want after Trevor Lawrence jets move down, they get a haul. And now the Niners and jets have a ton of picks. I actually like in retrospect, that's probably the best way the Falcons could end that game. Like wins don't mean anything at this point. They put up a nice fight against the chiefs. Uh, they showed that they could win, but they move up the draft board a little bit. Mm-hmm. Eh. 
cares? All right. The Steelers end a three-game losing streak finally and clinch the AFC North in a come-from-behind win over the Colts, who are now on the outside looking in. Indy might have a gimme in Week 17 versus Jacksonville, but they also need a loss from the Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, or Browns in order to secure a playoff spot. Do they make the cut, or are they left finger-tracing forget-me-nots on the fog-stained glass of elimination? God, I feel like I should be dri- that somebody should be driving away seeing a sad person a fog-stained <laughs> piece of glass with like a weird? circle crying. Is it um, weird that I is it weird that I think about like the sex scene in Titanic? No. There, there was that a sex scene sense. in Titanic. I, I've only watched it once. Yeah, watching too much Star Wars, Ken. Yeah, I'd rather watch Star Wars than that. I'll tell you my Titanic story is I went to see it, and then a year later it came out on VHS. I came home and my mom and sisters were watching it. And I hear it while I'm like going about my business in the house. I was out of college and I realized it was like the worst fucking movie that was ever fucking made. It's horrible. You want to know, I got a funny Titanic story for you. And because I can't want to come out in 90, 98, 99, 98, 97. Yeah. I think I was 97. in high school and I went to no, go you see this I movie. was in high school with you, and you were not in high school. What? Yeah, 1998, we were in high school. Okay. We I was in college. in 2002, right? Four years, Stable. we started in 98. Huh? <laughs> you guys were wearing Janko <laughs> jeans and listening to Stained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I had Jinkos and, you know, rollerblades and, yeah, the whole thing. I rollerbladed into the theater with my mom. And I remember I didn't want to go see this movie. So she drugged me to go see this. And, you know, of course, I started getting kind of into it. And right at like the end of the film, you know, when they're floating around on the piece of driftwood together, the the film cuts and the projector has an issue. So the lights come on and I realize I'm looking around. I've got like a, you know, like a lump in my throat. All of these middle-aged women are bawling around me. <laughs> This was the singular moment for me that made me decide to want to make movies because not because the movie was good, but because it had such a profound effect on yeah. all of these people in the theater. I was like, I want to do that. Wow. <laughs> that, is the, that is the most authentic moment we've ever yeah. had on this podcast. Yeah. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great story, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. True story. So right, moving on to the NFC picture. playoff picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's I great, just wanted, Mark. That is cool. Let me move on real quick. Uh, just cause, just cause Nobody knew it was cool better than Drew. Just because he talked about the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch briefly on the Raiders-Dolphins <laughs> ending. And my my new favorite segment is actually, like, the throw that if Patrick Mahomes would have made – the internet would have exploded and like everybody would have gone nuts. Like, but can you guys imagine if Patrick Mahomes did what Brian Fitzpatrick did at the end of that game? Like yeah. with a face mask in his face, he threw it 25 yards, got a PI or sorry, got a uh, face mask. Face mask. Yeah. Thank you. Like if Mahomes would have done that, he would have won the MVP. Been, yeah, it would have been like, yeah. that's the greatest play. Is that the greatest play in NFL history? That was Back the greatest Sports play Center. in NFL history. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Back on SportsCenter after this. <laughs> Will that, that make the top 10? Fuck you. Sorry. 
I just oh, said you're it. right, Drew. I you're talked actually... about it last week with Stafford and um, yeah, you're absolutely this is, right. This is the if Patrick Mahomes would have done it play of the week. Yeah. Well, hey, so let me ask you this: Do, What did you guys think of Gruden's clock management at the end of the game? I was watching it and thought to myself, he did everything right. I agree. Yeah, I don't think you can blame Gruden. I don't think you can blame Gruden for that. No. I mean, it was a bad coverage on the on the greatest throw of all time when he got his head ripped off. But, like, I thought he did everything right. Would it have killed him maybe to just quarterback sneak and see if Carr can get low, hold the ball tight, and be like, do not drop this ball. Let's go for the touchdown. Would it have killed him to do that on third down? No. If they don't make it, they have fourth down, they have a short field goal, they're good. I thought he did everything right. It was very calculated. And sometimes, no matter what you do, it doesn't work out. It happens. People can make the right decision and have the wrong result. Like, that happens. It's not good for talk radio or first take or whatever. But, like, if I was playing Madden, I would have done that. Yep. What do you guys think about Indy, though? Do you think they, they make it? I mean, they need a loss. They need a win and a loss. Right. Yeah, I think I think one of those teams is going to lose. Um, if the Bills, if the Bills play their starters, we'll get to it later. But I think the Dolphins are going to lose. Um, so I don't know. I th- I think they got a good shot. Yeah, 50-50. Look, man, they have just as good a shot as anybody else, man. The bottom line is this: win and you're in. Just win your games, right. even if you don't. If, if you even if you don't get in. Win your games. Don't worry about everybody else. Win your games. Now, um, I, I mean, it's crazy to me that an ele- what is an 11 and 5 team can be left out of the playoffs and a 6 and 10 team can be in. You know what I say to that? Those are the rules. Deal with it. Agreed. Don't always <laughs> like them. What are you going to change the rules because every five years something like that happens? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You win your division, there's a reward for that. College football may, might want to take a look at that um, to go along with their ph- phenomenal marching bands and pageantry that everybody watches every week. But, um, you know, those are the rules, man. 11 and 5, you make it out. Win your game. Yeah, it keeps it interesting. I have to change the subject, but on the record, like, I, I do think that the Colts have a good chance. Uh, one of those teams is going to lose. So if the Colts can win, they can, they can sneak in there. Yeah. Um, while we're on the low lights, I actually forgot that the uh, Dolphins have the Texans' first-round pick this year. Just oh, pretty yeah. crazy. But the Dolphins have a lot going for them, including, you know, if the Jets trade down, like Ken was talking about, they could they could get the best non-quarterback in the draft as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Dolphins so. are going to be good team next year. I mean, they're a good team now. Really, coaching, yeah. coaching. There you go. That's what I'm hope. That's what I'm hoping the Giants are next year as a Giants fan. Will they be the Dolphins of last year? Getting better down the stretch. Obviously, they had some injuries. They had some COVID issues. They had some weird shit happens. The Giants are the weirdest franchise. I don't. I don't know. They're the weirdest franchise in the NFL. They have weird shit happen to them and win Super Bowls at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, you know, they, they, they're a very well-coached team, and it doesn't matter who's on the field. They have a shot to win. They believe that they can win. Belief goes a long way. Well, let's wrap up the AFC picture here with the Browns. It's been 18 years since they've seen the postseason. 
quarterback in that game. Who's the quarterback in that game? In in the in two thousand two. In two thousand two. No idea. Who was no. the quarterback for the Browns in that game? Drew. Oh, uh, why am I blanking on their first? Was it their first round pick from? Uh, Kelly Holcomb. No, I oh, forgot about that guy. Sounds like someone Drew dated in high school. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we almost did get at someone. From- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they're playing the Steelers. Tallman's sitting. Big Ben let his knees heal. Uh, Mason Rudolph starts. You think Cleveland wins this game? I don't know. I, I think the, the Jets all of a sudden are kind of a wrecking ball. I don't yeah. know. How about that, huh? <laughs> How about they've that? Re- they've wrecked They wrecked the Rams. They wrecked the Browns. I don't want to play the Jets right now. Nobody wants to play the Jets right now. It's too embarrassing. Let me, let me just say this. <laughs> are you – I mean, who's not rooting for the, for the Browns to make the playoffs? Like, I – well, well here's I think the that's deal. the hard would, thing, right? Is that you want them? I mean, you know, and I'm 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 speaking for me here, but like they've it's been so long since they've gone. You want to see them go, just you know. But I don't like rooting for Baker, Baker Mayfield, despite the fact that he is from Austin, Texas. I'm not like like if they like Baker Mayfield. In my opinion, is not. I don't people like Baker Mayfield. I love Baker Mayfield. I, What's wrong I with him? I, I'm not. I'm just, I, know, I just but don't I want, find him to be like. Why? I just don't. Like, shut the fuck up. Enough with the commercials. You wouldn't do a concentrate commercial? on playing football. Concentrate on playing football. All state. would take on Barkley. I don't know. I we talked like about get, this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? I feel like people get knocked for doing commercials. Like, if somebody comes up to you and offers you millions of dollars, you're going to do it. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course you, of course you do, do it. it. Anyway, let's move on from Baker Mayfield High School. All right, let's move into the NFC. Uh, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Seattle have all clinched division titles with Week 16 wins, but the first-round bye and home field advantage is still up for grabs. The Pack can secure the number one seed with a win in Week 17, but if they lose and the Saints or Seahawks win, they'll drop to the two or three seed accordingly. Which of these teams get to shelter in place this postseason? I like how you said get to shelter in place like it's uh, some sort of uh, uh, reward. It's a corona joke. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, I get it. I would have I mean, said the, half, the Saints half. take the number one seed with a win and a Packers loss, and the Seahawks take the number one seed with a win and a Packers and yeah. Saints loss. Um, yeah, which what do you is do? unlikely. But I mean, I possibly. actually think all the I think all those games will be competitive. But I just I don't really see the Packers losing after what I've seen out of them. Uh, they look really good. Packers right look great. Now. Did you guys see great. that throw in the fourth quarter that he threw to Adams down the sideline? where he just yeah. slung it and Adams like just reached down and there was like only one place to throw it and it had to be perfect. And it was right there. I don't, know, unbelievable. Like, I don't know if I can remember like a quarterback playing at it's his elite and a wide receiver as well, playing at his best. Like Devontae Adams is stupid right now. Unbelievable. And, and Rogers is pl- obviously going to, going to be the MVP this year. Like, I don't know. I don't see the Packers losing. Um, Carolina Saints, you could see something weird happen. Panthers are well coached. Seahawks, 49ers, like that's it's going to be a game despite who the quarterback is. Um, the only team that would shock me is if the Packers lost the Bears. Yeah, 
Yeah. I uh, well, but also, but also, man, aren't the Packers the pack the Packers have to have to play that game, correct? Like, they have to show up. Run, to they run. have to show up, right? Yeah, and I mean that's maybe the only thing that the Bears have going. I mean, the Bears are in a must-win situation, and Pack wants to win because they want to keep the number one seed. But I, you know, are they gonna? Will they play as hard as they normally would? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, if man. Don't... But how how about the Bears though? Just putting up a fight to get to where they are. What do you do with Trubisky now? He made that decision very difficult. Yeah, he really did. Do you not agree? He really I did. I think it's a difficult decision now to make, and in, in some ways, it didn't do him any favors. It's you know, in one of those situations. They're also like, well, they played bad teams. I, I hate that argument. It's like if you beat the shit out of bad teams. What the hell are you supposed to do? Would you rather we they lose to them or I mean, win the, at the, 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 win the Jets at the, like won at the, the buzzer? last two weeks? What does that mean? <laughs> what, I know. Win at the, would you rather them? Hey, he won at the buzzer against bad teams. All right, hi, sign him again. It's like, don't you think he should be kicking the shit out of bad teams? I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. But um, you know, again, I, I honestly, I, I'm very impressed by the Bears. They were one in five. Yeah. One in five. Yeah. Don't you, yeah. you have any sort of revenant bears joke, Mark? You want to drop? Well, I, I was going to get there. I was going to say, you know, can can the bears maul the pack, or is the I ninety four still the only thing coming out of Chicago? Kanye, <laughs> have you guys ever Ken, been to Lambo? Liked my joke. Hey, have you? I love your jokes, Mark. They're phenomenal. Uh, have you guys ever been to Lambo? No, I have not. Or have you ever been to Lambo Field? What you guys need to do is when the Seahawks play in Lambeau Field next year, it's on the schedule. You two, you two knuckleheads need to go to Lambeau Field. It's phenomenal. It well, is I'll phenomenal. See. I have been to I have been to Wrigley Field. I have been to Fenway Park, which is an overrated dump. I have been to <laughs> Lambeau Field several times. That is that play. There's something about that I've. I mean, college stadiums, whatever. I, I, I've done. I've been to Cameron Indoor Stadium, obviously Yankee Stadium, whatever. Old Yankee Stadium was legit. If you can get, if you ever get a chance to go to Lambeau Field, it is outstanding. Outstanding. It is so. It's just awesome. There's people who live next to Lambeau Field in like very modest houses with a four foot high chain link fence separating them and the Lambeau field parking lot. Apparently they like rent out those houses on Sundays. Uh, You know, the revenue that comes in on eight Sundays throughout the year is amazing. You walk across the street, you go past their practice facility. All the streets are named after Packer legends. When you win a Super Bowl, you get the coach gets a street named after him. There's good food there. There's um, it's, it is that is the mecca of professional football, in my opinion. Have you ever been <laughs> to Mike doubt. McCarthy Street? Let me think. Uh, no, I hey, never woke went up there one time. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was God damn it! I live on Mike McCarthy Street. I should have lived on Party. Or- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't buy you couldn't buy it on Farve Way, but yeah. like uh, they were popping cheese curds in my mouth, and uh, I don't know, man. It it's it's it is really 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 cool. Yeah, it's a, that's a I'm bucket a big, list thing for sure. I'm a, yeah, it totally is. And it should be – and I think it should be higher on people's bucket lists than maybe it is. Yeah. I'm, not a bucket, I'm not a bucket list guy. I don't 20, care. 2021, I'm crossing everything off the list. 
Mark and I are going to Seahawks, Packers at Lambeau. We'll do a okay. There we we'll go. Do a live live podcast from the parking lot. <laughs> hey, you know what? We'll meet Maybe you there. we'll call. We'll call our travel department for the full blown coverage podcast. They'll get us all on planes. We'll meet there. We'll stay at the Akana Lodge across the street or the Hampton Inn, whatever it is. No, we we got to rent something on McCarthy yeah. Way. Dude, I, let me tell you, there is a there is an <laughs> there is if, an outstanding. If I'm not staying on Mike McCarthy Way, I'm not going. If hey, I'm not there is staying an out, on McCarthy Way. There's an out. There's a couple of places you got to go. Kroll's butter. The Kroll's. It's the home of the butter burger. There's an Italian restaurant called Angelina's that's phenomenal. And there's a place called Al's Hamburger where the guy has full-blown um, plaque psoriasis like hanging off his elbow into the meat mixture. And you're like, give me two of those, man. Yeah, what's his name? It's outstanding. Al. I think it's Al. Al. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nevertheless, you got to go to Lambeau Field. You have to right. go. We're doing it. We're doing it next On year. The list. Let's uh, right. let's let's move on to Ken's favorite, the beloved NFC least. Washington is still the front runner in the division, but with Haskins only throwing Washington's in the gentlemen's club and the status of Alex Smith's bionic leg to be determined. They may have to rest their playoff hopes on the back of quarantine quarterback Taylor Ketchup face in a divisional matchup against Philly. Since Dallas plays at New York on Sunday, one of them is certain to emerge victorious, which means the fate of the NFC East lies solely in the unsure hands of Washington. Do they fumble this opportunity or can Heineke, or is it Heineke? How do you pronounce it? Heineke. It's like the beer without the end. Is this guy, is this uh, architect engineer win here, Ken? All right. First of all, let me, let me just say this, that ketchup, as you mentioned, is the number one condiment. That doesn't shock me. I mean, Maybe kind of because people love mayo, but I think it would be mayo or ketchup. Yeah, Drew is obsessed with mayonnaise, spicy mayo, all that oh, shit. Gross. I can't eat a sandwich without it. He, you send me pictures of like, hey, Ken, check this out. Tabasco Mark, mayonnaise. Mark, don't you hate mayonnaise too? I hate craft like processed mayonnaise. I make my own mayonnaise. I, love I have this. Mayonnaise. I just it's called this. aioli when you make your own. It is. There, that is correct. And it is called aioli. <laughs> I have this uh, flashback. I grew up with Mark and we used to go to uh, Jack in the Box and get the number seven all the time. Yeah. It's like a double cheeseburger with bacon. Comes out. It's delicious. I could, back when you're 16, you could eat like seven of them in a row. Yeah. yeah. And Mark got his. And you know, you don't have any money when you're 16 years old. And his had, mayo, his had mayo on it, and he just threw it on the ground in the parking lot. <laughs> like, I'd, have done the same. I'd have done the same, man. I can't do um, processed mayo, man. It's it's a mental thing for me. Isn't all mayo processed? I can't do well, any. What, what I mean is, like, you know, I, I don't trust some fucking warehouse fucking around with eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait, the so mayo you warehouse. You needed yeah. Jack in the Box to have, like, fine... <laughs> some fine aioli to go on their number seven. Hey man, I I make aioli. I, I I will fuck it up, but I'm not doing it out of a fucking craft mayonnaise jar. You know, you want to know what made it worse for me too is when we were in college. Andrew and I have a buddy named Troy, and Troy lived with me for a little bit. And this fucking guy would eat raw hot dogs with a tub of craft mayo and <laughs> fucking gonna dunk throw. hot Dude, dogs on this thing. I'm gonna. Th- I need to take a break to go fucking throw up all over my fucking apartment. It's bad enough I got COVID right now, and now I got to hear about hot, raw dogs and fucking, fucking processed aioli. How did we get here? 
because uh, he said ketchup face. We need to rewind. Ketchup face. No, here's another question for you. Is ranch a condiment? I consider it a dressing. Yeah, that's because you're from the East Coast. It's a condiment. Ranch does not go on pizza. That's insulting to my people. Oh, see, I will. I will definitely dunk the crust in ranch. That's disgusting. All right. Nevertheless, nevertheless, um, I think that uh, if Alex Smith actually gets a chance to play, they win. The whole division rests on Alex Smith. I don't see the Giants beating. I don't see the Giants beating the Cowboys at all. Like I'm Giants. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of the season. I'm like, you won four more games than I expected this year. Let's. I, I like the direction. I like the leadership. Let's move on to next season. But how about it if the Cowboys won the division? It'd be amazing. Who had, that would be who, amazing. Who had Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts, and Tyler Taylor Haneke as the uh, th- three of the four starting quarterbacks in the NFC East? I mean, I know they get they get crapped on a lot for being shitty, but like nobody saw that coming. They're there. It also They're shows there. you that the Cowboys would have been pretty damn good with Dak this year. Yeah, they would have. They would have. They would have. I think I personally, I, I think, I think like people who were sitting there looking for, looking to poke holes in Dak's game. It's like, what do you want? Like, God forbid the guy gets better every year and is better in year. Like Dak's gotten better every year. In my opinion, yeah. the problem is we're playing in an era that have Patrick Mahomes yeah. and Aaron Rodgers. I won't even go down the list. Like Russell Wilson's pretty good too. And there's a few others I'm probably forgetting, but those two guys might be two of the most physically gifted quarterbacks of all time. And people want Dak to be that like Drew, you know, it's the problem. You know, what's the biggest problem. Isn't that isn't, isn't Mahomes and Russell Wilson. The biggest problem for other teams is Josh Allen. Cause now you got a guy who's a 50% passer coming out of college, all these question marks even had some questionable tweets when he was 16, three years into the league, he's unstoppable. And he, and he, he like, he has more rushing touchdowns than like any other quarterback, more than Lamar Jackson. That's the problem. Okay. So what that shows you is, is that all these other teams out there, they just have bad coaching. They see these guys, I can fix them, but you can't. The, 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 the bills are a very well-coached team. And Josh Allen is the example for all the other teams. You're taking a guy with potential and you're seeing it to fruition rather than like this guy's the savior of our franchise, much like Dwayne Haskins. He didn't have any coach. I mean, like it's not that he didn't have any coaching that apparently there's some attitude issues there, but Josh Allen, it's like, like for the giants, why can't Daniel Jones be as good as Josh, Josh Allen at this point, you know, Everybody wants Mahomes or, or Russell Wilson or whatever, but really Josh Allen's the one that kind of like is like the biggest F you to everybody else because it's, you could draft whoever you want, but if you don't have the coaches in place, you get, you get nothing out of him. People, <laughs> nothing. People, people still don't talk about Josh Allen enough. In my opinion. I mean, I, I don't know how Josh isn't more of a favorite for MVP in my personal opinion. I, what he has done in Buffalo is ridiculous. You know, if if you're talking about turning a team that's empirically been terrible completely around into being, in my opinion, 
you know, maybe my favorite pick for the Super Bowl after the Chiefs. I I think that's insane. In my opinion, not, they're number one, Mark. Not, how is there not more people talking about him as MVP? Because his name's not Aaron Rodgers. But honestly, after this weekend, it wouldn't shock me if they did. Wouldn't shock me if they did. And and honestly, like, like the other thing I like about it is they've created a winning culture in the in the era of guys don't want to play there. Everybody wants to play in L.A. Everybody wants to play in New York. Everybody wants to play in Florida. They're like, nah, we want to play in Buffalo and we want to win. And, and I think they're, they're, that's admirable. There's something to be said for that. Like, no one's sitting there being like, I need to get out of Buffalo. Buffalo, I mean, why, why, not, why not win there, man? You're a god if you win there. There's none of that. They, it's just, uh, it's good to see, man. But it's also good to see that coaching, that there's coaching out there that works. You know what I'm saying? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. All right, let's move on uh, to the Rams, who weren't the only thing broken last weekend. As starting quarterback Jared Goff also underwent surgery on Monday to stabilize his broken finger. This means he'll be sidelined for the Rams' upcoming win and in game versus the Cardinals, who are also in a must win scenario, as we just discussed a little bit ago. Without an adult man who doesn't know the sunsets in the West, the Rams turn to the invisible man, John Walford who has never appeared in an NFL game and are also in the process of signing Blake Bortles from the Broncos practice squad, the human equivalent of a piece of coal. <laughs> what is the title of the horror film Sean McVay is currently starring in? I mean, I got to think that there's actually some Rams fans that are kind of excited to see what someone else can do. Like sure. Goff rolls out on these bootlegs and they're set up for the defense to have to decide between getting to the quarterback or staying on this tight end or receiver running a drag or whatever. And there's no choice there because Goff doesn't want to run the ball. He's very slow. He doesn't want to take hits. Uh, maybe this guy Wolford will actually like run similar plays and pick up five yards instead of throwing like Goff, Goff last week threw one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. And I, I still don't know if he was, I've never seen someone try and throw the ball away in the middle of the field before. Like I think he saw a pocket of field that was open and tried to just loft it and have it land on the ground before someone caught it, which didn't work. I don't know if I, if I was a Rams fan, I'm like, let's mix it up and see what else happens with some of these plays with somebody who's actually willing to take three to five yards, maybe take a hit, but not throw an incompletion or an interception. Yeah. What, what is Goff's Goff does not want to be hit. Like he's got an issue with that. He did pop his he did pop his thumb back into place, which was yeah, that the was most pretty impressive, impressive actually. Yeah. I've seen him do on a football field so far. Well, I have two things to say about this. One, the title of the horror film Sean McVay is currently starring in should be Space McVaders. Two, <laughs> two, um, what the fuck happened to Jared Goff? Two years ago, me and Drew are sitting at a bar in Austin called, what was it called? The Park. Me, you, and our, one of our good friends, Chris Mosley. We're sitting there watching maybe one of the greatest offensive performances of all time by two teams in our lifetime. Chiefs, Rams, Monday night. It's like, what was the final score? Like 54, 52? Yeah, something like that. 
most unbelievable game. And everyone knew it was coming. They're like, circle that game on the schedule. Rams Chiefs going to be an offensive extravaganza. Kind of since that game, he hasn't done shit. I mean, like, he's kind of been a fucking nightmare. Like, even in the Super Bowl, like, he was horrible. And he really hasn't been very good since. For me, like, all right, fine. The Rams get in the playoffs. I mean, does it really fucking matter? They're not going to, they're not going to win anything. I mean, especially if Goff's out. But, like, what's going on there? What's going on? No vertical threats. I mean, (laughs) They had that with Brandon Cooks, and they got rid of it. Um, but they have no ability to spread the field. So it's just like, I don't know. He They have the, good offensive yeah. players. They do. I don't know. He's yeah, tentative. I mean, that's, that's one of those things where, like, we were talking about earlier, and I, and I don't see Goff leaving the Rams. I think they're too invested in the guy. But, like, let, let's just say, hypothetical scenario, right? Swap Goff out with Stafford. How good is that offense? Well, you're absolutely right. But uh, as to Drew's point, if they don't have somebody that can beat everybody downfield or at least lift the cap off the defense to open everything underneath for Woods and Cup, what, what like there's something going on there. There's something going threat. on there. I mean, the, the running back situation is fucked too. You I know. feel like McVay is actually one of those coaches is that, that's happy that he has to wear a um, – face mask every week just so people can't see how pissed he is after yeah. every season. yeah there's, well, I mean, there's something very on, on the strength of their defense which is mm-hmm. you know understandably ridiculous um, and again and again as i mentioned last week okay <laughs> 10 out of 14 games 11 out of 15 they hit the under is that like so we're going back two years we're sitting there watching one of the greatest if not the greatest monday night football game of all time Golf versus Mahomes. It's like 55, 52, whatever it is, right? They're, 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 their defense is good enough, but they're not scoring any points. The under has come in now in 11 of their 15 games. Yeah. I'm not sitting here saying it from a gambling standpoint, which anybody who's actually listening to this should definitely be taking the under in the, although it's probably going to be very low, but like, what does that tell you? They're not able to score points. Why is that the problem? I'm not an X's and O's guy, but something's going on there. There's a problem there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into week 17 and our shock talk. Drew and I both went seven and nine last week. Ken went six and 10. Since week 15, I'm sitting 17 and 15. Drew is 14 and 18. Ken is 13 and 9. If, if you mind, if, if, you, if you don't, <laughs> hey, well, hey, I, I have to say our scores. It makes us look bad. Perfect. Hey, it's perfect because I have COVID-19. If That's it gets right. worse, it goes to COVID-38. But I wanted to say, for those of you listening right now, you can't see us on our Zoom call. And I think Mark has smart lights in his room. And once he started announcing the, the – <laughs> Everyone's record. <laughs> like the no, lights started flickering in his house. Somebody, you have a lighting guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think he does. Yeah. yeah, he's got a he's got a grip look, truck look, and everything. I'm only mentioning the scores because you know I'm the only Here's, person on the podcast without experience in professional sports broadcasting, and yet I have the best record overall. Tells you all you need well, to know about 
picking games. Yeah, but but here's the thing: we're we're picking all the games. Like like I think that I went out on a limb on a few games that I would have put a lot of money on and won a lot of money on those games. Sure. Rather than saying. I think the Jets are going to win. I wasn't right. doing any. I was like, whatever, they're going to win, whatever. There's right. no whatever. professional There's no professional gambler that bets on every game. None. Right. Sure. That's, well, why. That's, why, that's why I will tell you our must picks or avoid at all costs and, you know, keeping it real. Let's start with Miami plus one and a half at Buffalo. Ken, who you got? Well, I'm going with the Bills for one reason and one reason only. I won a wing eating contest at the anchor bar in 2008. And I think the bills are going to kick the shit out of them. So I'm going Buffalo on that one, Mark. What do you got? Drew? I'm going Buffalo too, man. I think they're, they're going to want to finish strong. Uh, not to bore everyone with fantasy football, but uh, Alan and Diggs just then led, me to, led me to the championship with like 75 points last night. It's fucking phenomenal. I can't, I can't stop circle the wagons. I think they're excited to play this game. Like, I think they're all like legitimately excited to play this game just to play football together. Yeah. And I, I and I don't see them losing anytime soon, frankly. I mean, we were talking today, Mark, right? The all we think all the money's gonna go on Buffalo uh Super Bowl odds. I mean, are Super Bowl odds out yet? Probably. Whatever it is, all that money's going on Buffalo right now. I wouldn't yeah. put it on there. I'd go against it, but They've quietly put together their best season since 1993. I mean, mm-hmm. Josh Allen broke the Bills' single-season touchdown record last Sunday. I mm-hmm. in the MVP conversation, like Drew said, Diggs looks unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I think this team is peaking at the right time, and Josh Allen indicated today that they're playing to win on Sunday. Yep. So I, th- I think it's Bills by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with you guys. Shout out to Bills fans. Bills fans have been tortured for a long time. Like, how good does it feel to be a Bills fan – it it sucks yeah. that they can't be in the stadium because they're one of the best I fans. Know, it is a shame. It is a shame that on the year they're crushing it, they can't even go. I've been to um, I've been to a lot of NFL stadiums, and Bills have the best tailgate situation of anything. Um, Bills Mafia, right? Dude, the Bills tailgating situation is outstanding. It's That's outstanding. like. You leave after a game, there's fires and people jumping on tables, and it's crazy. That's got to be that's got to be a segment that we have in some upcoming. Well, it, well, the the league stopped scheduling Monday night uh, primetime games in Buffalo for like ten to fifteen years because there were just so many, so many drunken incidences and arrests and problems and fights. But um, good for them, man. One of the biggest they deserve it. The, they deserve it. Let's put this comment in perspective. I I respect everyone that's dealt with things during this year but one of the biggest travesties is the bills not having fans during Mm -hmm. this season yeah it's been Mm -hmm. spectacular and i wish i was a bills fan right now yeah how about uh baltimore minus 13 at cincinnati drew who you taking (sighs) ravens got a win to get in they're playing phenomenal i know the Bengals have been playing well but uh i think they should just start investing their resources into getting Joe Burrow's leg back together and uh, they're ready to move on. Ravens are playing really, really good. I'm going Ravens. Um, I, uh, as, as mentioned previously in the show, I'm currently suffering from COVID-19 and did not have a very good opportunity to 
fully prepare for a lot of the games that really don't mean shit this week. But I'm going with uh, the Ravens there. But I will say this about Cincinnati. If you've ever been there or plan to go, Grater's ice cream might be the best ice cream on the planet. If you ever get a chance, their pumpkin ice cream, legit, might be the best single ice cream cup I've ever had in my life. I love I love this. I love all this. I love that you've taken this opportunity to promote pumpkin ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't Remarkable. we on a com? Hey, I'm going comedy first here. Yeah, I'm yeah, going no, comedy I, first. Hey, today. You're supposed to. I, I love full blown. It. Yeah, well, full blown. blown. I also have to say, and I'm not picking them here. I, I'm going with you guys, but I did pick the Bengals last week and won. Uh, I don't think the question is whether the Ravens beat the Bengals. They do. The, the question is whether they do it by two touchdowns. Baltimore has won four games in a row with three of those wins by at least 14. So odds are do it again. I say Ravens by 21 here. There you go. All right. I love it. Love it. All right. Pittsburgh plus 10 at Cleveland. This is a pretty big game. And we talked a little bit about it earlier, only in so much as Baker and the Browns need to put this together Pittsburgh is sitting at least Big Ben, Mason Rudolph starting. I don't know about the rest of the starters, which is why this spread is so fucking weird. Where are you going with this, Ken? I'm going Cleveland right now. I'm going Cleveland. They have a lot to prove. Baker, uh, they have everybody back. Last week, last let's be real, last week was somewhat of an aberration. Um, all the receivers out, learning guys learning on the fly, all that type of shit. Uh, Cleveland's got a hell of a lot more to play for. Mason Rudolph, let's be real, doesn't belong in an L- uh, doesn't belong playing on an NFL field. Nor do I. Nor does Drew. Likely Mark doesn't as well. So we're really <laughs> in no place to sit here and say the guy sucks. But the guy sucks, <laughs> and <laughs> they're not going to be very good with Mason Rudolph. And is there a less Mason Rudolph looking guy than Mason Rudolph? Like he looks like his name should be like Mike Schneider or something, not Mason Rudolph or like, you know, Mike DiLorenzo, but not Gary Featherbottom. There you go. Uh, There you go. I'm going British, which would be weird. Yes, of course. (laughs) I'm going with. uh, (laughs) You mean a sensual massage? I'm going with Cleveland. How many? uh, Okay, you're going with Cleveland. How many? Can you name one British? American football player. I mean, obviously, because they're not playing, they're not playing American football in the UK, but there just aren't any British football players. No, not really. Yeah. Not really. I mean, I can't. Maybe there was somebody be. back in I would the day. Be into that. Yeah. Yeah. Do I don't know. I'd, I'd be into that as well. <laughs> oh, the kicker from uh, the replacements. Yeah. Smoke cigarettes in between place kicks. Yeah. Oh God, stop talking about cigarettes. I'm getting excited. <laughs> COVID excited. Uh, Who are you taking here? I don't know. Double digit divisional game. I hear everything about Mason Rudolph, but I'm taking the Steelers. I think it's I think the Browns win, but I think it's gonna be close. Like ten points just seems like too much for me. Yeah, also, that's Mason, how I feel. Mason's probably still I upset think, about, obviously, about that. Cleveland's desperate, Cleveland's yes. desperate to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. But 
Wow. Oh, Mason Mason versus Miles, the rematch. Yeah. Maybe yeah, he was- like takes maybe Mason Rudolph takes his helmet off and smacks him in the face. <laughs> Dude, those things. Did you guys play football at all? Drew, did you play football? Uh American football or uh yes, European Amer- football? American football, like in junior high or something. No. You know when people ask you that clarifying question, Ken, it means they didn't. Yes. <laughs> yes. What do you I was mean American football or European me. football? Yes, of course. I was talking <laughs> I was referring to American football, of course. Well, I happened to have played and smash my head into people from the time I was thirteen until the time I was twenty-one. And if you've never held a football helmet, that thing is a weapon. I've always had this desire to like you have a football helmet on me and like and get attacked by a bunch of people, just swing that football helmet and start knocking people out. Those things are heavy. What he did to the other guy last year was fucked up. You could really hurt somebody with that thing, man. It's no joke. No joke. Yeah. Eh. yeah. I played for eh. one year. <laughs> Did and you? Beca- and because I played European football as well, uh, I yes, got forced to be the fucking place kicker. Which, really? You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the place kicker for the, for the we had a game Pirates? versus West Seattle <laughs> that came down to a game-winning field goal. And I had to go out to kick my very first field goal in a game. And it went like 20 yards to the right. <laughs> Everybody fucking hated me. Yeah. I think I turned in my fucking helmet and cleats and pads like the next day. It's like, I can't Dude, do this. We just got invited to Mark's therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next Minnesota, game. Let's go. Minnesota minus seven at Detroit. Yeah. What are you taking on this yucky yuck? <laughs> Come uh, on, take the I, Lions. <laughs> I don't have the right number in front of me, but if you're betting on this game, you need to look up one of those gambling helplines. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm taking the Vikings, but fuck. Look, yeah. Get some help. Get some help, yeah. buddy. There's better things to spend your money on. Ken, what do you think? You know what? Last week I went with the Lions because – I took Drew's advice taking the quote unquote greatest backdoor cover team in the history of the NFL. I take it back. As You're a, the backdoor cover. Uh, I love backdoor covers. Now, Drew, Drew, Drew would be like, I feel like the Lions are like the best backdoor cover team in the league. I don't, I'm really, does this, does this game, does this game matter? It doesn't matter it doesn't at all, matter. right? There's nothing. It doesn't matter. There's nothing to play for. I don't know why. In the world, the Lions would even play Stafford if he could. Yeah, this week because they're either using him as trade bait, mm-hmm. or they got to keep him healthy to play next year. I, I, you know, I don't. I think the Lions are no longer the greatest backdoor in the NFL if Stafford's not playing. I think this is Vikings by ten. I'm going Detroit. I'm going Detroit. I oh. think they're going to cover. I think they're going to cover. Flipping. He's pulling a flipper. No, I didn't flip. I never even picked yet. <laughs> I'm going Detroit. Well, you sure made it sound like you were taking yes. the Vikings. Yes, and the winner will receive a sensual massage. All right, let me let me, <laughs> let me throw you another uh, another puzzle then, Ken. New York oh, Jets oh, plus three and a half yeah. at New England. What happens in this? You mess? know what? I'm I'm riding the, I'm riding the Jets, baby. Come on, let's do it. Um. <laughs> It's not even on. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the lines right now. It was like it's like my it's opened at minus ten. Patriots. 
down to minus three Patriots. You know what? I think the Patriots, I mean, like we were saying before, it's painful watching Cam Newton play football now. Painful. Yeah. I don't want to watch. I, I honestly like, not, you know, screw it. The Jets, the Jets are, are, are like have some momentum right now. They're excited to play. You know, and when you play winning football, it, it makes it, you know, it, it's a lot of fun, especially when you've been playing losing football for so long. I'm taking the Jets here. Uh-huh. I got the Jets. I got the Jets too. I'm I'm mostly doing it just because I'm so excited. Like, I don't know if you saw any of the antics last week from Belichick, but he's like throwing phones on the sideline and then had one of his normal post game interviews. Like, I can't imagine what's going to happen if he loses to the Jets. He had they had he had his lo- his worst loss ever uh-huh. against the Bills. I mean, I think he's going to try and do all the right things, but he he doesn't have the personnel to do anything. So I'm going Jets, and I'm hoping for a show. All right, you two are in agreement. I'm just going to let it be known that I'm picking the Pats here, um, since he is does sound like Belichick starting Newton. I think Newton uh, is going to be playing angry because he's had so much shit talked about him since yesterday. (laughs) He can play as angry as he wants. It's not going to make a difference. He is not a good football player. I totally agree with you, and I don't think he's going to be a Patriot next year, but I think he does. I totally do not, unless he wants to play tight end. Pats by touchdown. Full blown. All right, Dallas minus three, New York Giants, Drew. You got to be a masochist to bet on this coin toss, but who are you taking? Man, the, the Cowboys offense has scored 30, 41, and 37 the last three games. I think the Red Rocket just needed to calibrate. He's ready to go. I'm going <laughs> Cowboys. Cowboys. Ken, you agree? I'm going I, as a Giants fan. I'm going Cowboys. It makes too much sense. They're coming in hot. The Giants are just not. They're just – they can't yeah. do anything right. Like – a couple of weeks ago, we're saying like, "Look at all the moves Gettleman made." Well, look at all the moves he, all the, all the other moves he's made. Like their roster just isn't good. They can't overcome. Maybe, maybe, maybe they, they, they can't overcome the injuries. They don't have depth, right? Um, and it's just not enough. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys here. I agree with you guys. Taking, Take uh, the team with the, momentum here. The, no the great, the great red calibrator to beat the Giants. <laughs> The, um, Atlanta plus six and a half at Tampa Bay. Ken, Atlanta plus six, six and a half. Uh, wait, so what? What exactly are the what? Are, what are the what are the Bucks playing for? Seating, seating. So okay. they'll be desperate to keep the number five seed too. Keep this in mind because if they keep that number five seed, they're playing whoever wins in the NFC East. Oh, then Bucks all the way. Yeah, I got the Bucks too. Tom Brady seems to feast on these terrible teams. The Falcons have got to be demoralized at some point from all these losses. They don't have much to play for at this point. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, though, man, the the Bucks are kind of starting to look like going, going from a collection of talent to an actually pretty damn good team right now. Their defense was always good, but I feel like they're they're really kind of like gelling right now. I agree. and they, uh, At the right time. And if any team hurt from not having a preseason, like the Bucks have all these thrown together pieces that are all good. They just can't fit, fit it together. But I'm definitely thinking the Bucks will win by at least a touchdown. And they're only uh, six and a half right now. I'm going Bucks. 
Yep, kick up your favorite pair of Uggs. They're going to win by a pair of touchdowns, I think. Green Bay minus five at Chicago. Drew, you take it. Packers, anything less than a touchdown, I'm going Packers. Um, Devontae Adams is ridiculous. Like I said earlier, I can't remember a wide receiver quarterback combo playing both at such a high level. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with you, man. The Bears win streak is against the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. Like, you got to look at who you've beat. Like, people are talking up the Bears all of a sudden. I know we talked earlier about their – you can't put – you can't decide who's on your schedule or whatever, but that doesn't impress me as much as most people. I think they're going to get punched in the face when they actually play a good team. Yeah, no, they probably will, but I'm. I, but I mean, like, what do you want the Bears to do? Would you everybody be happier if they lost to those teams? If they beat them by like a field goal at the end of the game? I hate that argument. Well, they beat shitty teams. What do you want them to do? I agree. The Bears are better than those three teams. They're not. A, they're not within a touchdown better than the Packers, and the Packers win by at least a touchdown, probably more. I mean, I would take that spread if it was up to nine. Yeah, I say I say Packers at least a touchdown. I mean, I, I know Chicago doesn't want to leave their fate to the Cardinals, so they need the win here. But also, Green Bay wants to hold on to a first-round buy and home field advantage. They have the best home field advantage going in the league right yeah, now. They're Without not losing that game. Without a doubt. I'm with you, man. I'm going Pack there. And not, not only that, I, they, dude, they really, they have re, they're really putting it all together right now Yeah, at the right time. Scary. The Bucks too. I feel like the Bucks are doing the same thing too. Yeah, totally. All right, Las Vegas minus two at Denver, but you got to take somebody. No, I'm taking the Raiders. All right. John I got Broncos, Gruden. Who cares? John Gruden. I mean, you got Broncos. Drew. Yeah, I said uh, Broncos, but it's a coin flip. Who cares? Don't again dial your local uh, gambling hotline if you're gambling on this game. Yeah. yeah. I'm agreeing with Ken here, and the only reason I am, I am is because with the spread this low, I'm I'm picking yeah. this cover. I think Greg Green has uh, something to prove. I think I think they do week. too. Ab- absolutely, I, I agree with you, Mark. And I I also think that he 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 kind of needs to end the season on a high note with Green. a win. Like he, he's, I'm not saying John's in the hot seat. John, uh, he's got a 10 year contract. He's making a lot of money there. He ain't going anywhere. But dude, he's gonna have to step it up the last you know quarter of the season. Next yeah. year, they they yeah. like and honestly, you know, as much as people as as maligned as they may have been by some people, Mayock's done a really good job collecting talent. They're gonna gonna get another draft here. Um, who knows what direction they may go in? I mean, everyone's always saying, from what I've heard from people I know, that uh, know John Gruden, he loves Derek Carr, loves him. They need to they they need they need a pass rush. They need to fix their defense. Um, obviously they're going to get, they're going to get a new coordinator, but they're, the pieces are there for the Raiders to be good. They're just not. And, uh, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe John, John's intensity wears on people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly the stat, the statistics data are there to say that it does. Um, but I think, I think that they need to go out on a high note. Like we said earlier, I think we all agreed. They played it as perfectly as possible. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Right, last week, and um, they need to go out on a high note. I, and, I agree. Uh, Jacksonville yep. plus 13 and a half at Indianapolis. Drew, who you taking? I'm not going with the Jags any longer. It's been two weeks. Been I've been on the Jags. 
they kicked my guy Gardner Minshew to the curb. No longer Jag fans. I'm going Colts. Ken, you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Too much to play. The Jaguars are just a lost cause. Like, my, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Shanahan's made the postseason one time. Was it five years, six years? Doug Marone's made the postseason one time, and the rest of the time they're not even competitive. Yeah. Like, like I mean, he's a lame duck coach. They're done. They, yeah. they all, they've lost all the good players that they've had. That is a complete strip it down, build it back up. Yeah, I mean, I think they're the worst I think ranked it, defense in the NFL. Yeah, they're the twenty sixth worst offense. They've been outscored one hundred twelve to forty one the last three games. <laughs> no losses. Yeah. Indy is a must win situation. To have the eighth ranked defense. This is and, even and, with the cover and, being that ridiculous. And <laughs> and and Hooters is the best place to eat in Jacksonville. It's yeah. it's pretty sad. Just, just sad. Just start printing Trevor Lawrence gear and move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're the owner of that team. You're backing up a Brinks truck for Urban Meyer. Yeah. Really, do you have a choice? All right, here's an interesting one because Kansas City is sitting their starters, Rita said. At least Mahomes, we know, definitely. Los Angeles Chargers minus three and a half at Kansas City. Ken, who you take on this? I, th- I, think, I think the Chargers are going to be really motivated to make it a game. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see him win. Like, that's one of those games, like – it's just going to be a lot of fun for them to play and just go out and play football and enjoy hitting people and moving the ball down the field. Um, you know, things like that. Like you, you forget that a lot of times we forget that professional athletes really are playing a game that everybody played as a kid. I'm taking the charges here. I'm going with the charges. I think they're going to, I think they got a really good chance to win the game. Um, you know, they're playing loose build some momentum going into next year. Anthony Lynn's kind of coaching for his job. Huh. You know, I'm going charges here. I like it, Drew. Yeah, I don't I don't have many uh, gambling rules, but one of them is to not put my own money on Chad Henney. Um, I agree, the Chargers are playing well, and like I've said multiple times, it's very Chargers to do to get their fans excited by reeling off some wins when they're already out of the playoffs. So, um I got the Chargers. I think they finish uh, on a winning streak, and people are going to be talking about them because, like I've said, they got all the pieces. So, yeah, taking the Chargers. I agree with you guys. I think three-game win streak. You've seen Justin Herbert set the rookie record for touchdown passes in a season for the Chargers. Anthony Lynn is also looking to provide a reason for him to stay there. So, I think Chargers by touchdown probably. People are going to play for his job. All right, here we get into arguably the most interesting game of the week, uh, which is Arizona plus one and a half at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you know Goff sitting, so you've got John Walford starting. Sounds like Kyler Murray is questionable. Um, who do you guys take here on this spread, Drew? What do you think? Uh, like I said earlier, I think Walford actually might provide a little spark if he gets out on the edge. You actually have to respect the fact that he might run for some yardage. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to make this pick without knowing if Kyler Murray, one of the most explosive players in the NFL, is going to play or not. Uh, either way, like I like the Rams' defense. I like what they're probably going to do against Murray, even if he plays. Um, I'm going to go to the Rams, but 
this is kind of picking blind at this point in the week. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, l- l- let's throw a couple of things. I'm going to throw a couple of things out there for you guys. One, as we mentioned last week, the under in the Rams games the last this season has almost been a lock. 11 of 15 games, right? The under over under is not even listed on DraftKings right now. Okay. The 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 only uh, the over unders are right now on a couple of other sites. Really, the only one sportsbetting.com's got it at 38 and a half. Circus Sports got it as a 39 and a half. So that leads you to believe that there is a lot of information about this game that's just too vague and doesn't exist for people to make an accurate assessment of this game. Myself, of course, being one of them. Okay. But I will say this. Think about it this way. If they're, both quarterbacks are going to be inept, both quarterbacks are going to be inexperienced, what is the one unit in this game that is going to be able to somewhat impose its will on the other unit? Rams defensive line. Thank you. I'm going Rams here. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you guys, and this is only because I think Kyler is going to play. I, I think he will do anything he can to play because they need the win. And if he does, you know, I'm all, I'm all for an underdog story in, in, in Walford here, but I'm not, I'm not betting on Rudy. I think Kyler and company put out all the stops into Horn and the Rams by at least a field goal. I think Walford – Starts the QB controversy. I love it. I hope that's true. Seattle minus five and a half at San Francisco. Ken, what do you think? I'm going with the Seahawks here. I mean, you know, CJ Beathard last week playing with a lot of emotion. Emotion doesn't really last very long. And when it's gone, it's gone. Um, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to, um, to recreate that every week when you're, when you don't really have a lot of talent. <laughs> Um, and I and, and honestly, um, the stories it's an unbelievable story. Um, and, and just what everybody said about it. I just think that Seattle needs to fine tune and get right. This is their last chance to do it before the playoffs so they can make a run. Russell Wilson can carry this team. I'm going Seattle. Love it. True. Of course. Yeah, I, think, I, I just think 49ers are missing too many weapons. Uh, I, I do think it's going to be closer than people maybe might think. Um, if if you told them that CJ Beathard was starting this game, uh, Seahawks make it close. Uh, but I think they probably win at least by six. I'm thinking it's probably like a 28 17 game. So like I got, a back, like a backdoor cover by the Niners type of game. Like a like a not a backdoor cover, but a but a late touchdown makes it late close. Late touchdown. I think I just the 49ers are missing too much. There's just not I enough agree. there. I agree. I'm with you guys. And I'm and like Drew, I'm a Hawks fan, so take this with a grain of homer salt. But the one thing I have to say that, that neither of you have said so far is Seattle's defense, which was the laughing stock of the league That's earlier a great this point. season, yes. hasn't given up more than 17 points in the last five games. They're healthy. They're peaking. If Russell can get back to where he was at the beginning of the year, this team will be another dark horse for the Super Bowl. In my, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how in the beginning of the year Russell Wilson was an MVP candidate, and it was like if it's like unquestionable. Now he's now he's not even in the conversation. One and their defense is basically keeping them in games and winning it. You tell me what do you see? What do you see that's not happening for him? 
I think there, I mean, Drew and I have talked about this on several phone conversations, and I think that Drew maybe even disagrees with me to some degree. Uh, There are two explanations to whatever is going on with Russell to me. One is, you know, they have a new kid who I think is now like six to eight months, somewhere in that range, which is sort of that area where kids start sleeping terribly. Everybody gives me shit and says, well, they've got nannies, they've got people to take care of them. I don't fucking think Russell and Sierra are those types of people. You ever looked at their fucking Instagrams? I I think this is a couple that is actively involved in their kid's life. I think this motherfucker is up all night with Sierra dealing with fucking kids. I think think it's hysterical that you're like motherfucker and fucking kids when you're referring to somebody who's (laughs) doing his job as a father by taking care of his kids. Right. Well, I'm not not blaming him. I'm not giving him shit for it. I I, I appreciate that doing it. I just think. Dick move. I, I, I think people are giving him shit. I think the guy's tired. You know, if it's not he's that, tired. Yeah. here's my only other theory thing on it is he, he plays as well as he does the first five weeks of the season. We lose that game to Arizona in what I think is week six. Right. And all of a sudden the sky is falling. And so everybody's talking MVP for Russell and we lose one game and they're like, Oh my God. You know, you can't let him cook. It's, you know, everything's over. How the fuck do they lose? It's one fucking game. But somehow it's the first thing, in my opinion, that has knocked Russell off of his mental pedestal. This guy that, you know, can supposedly, you know, has the wherewithal to deal with whatever mentally. Now all of a sudden he has a fucking issue. And he's had an issue for last seven, eight weeks. It's terrible. It's very know. odd. It's very odd. Their their season. There's like a, a complete and total dichotomy. It's not that odd. Season. Like, it's not really though. Like people try and complicate things. Like the Seahawks defense when it was getting carved up didn't have Jamal Adams, who's pretty freaking amazing. Who yeah, he's good. People are realizing like he wasn't playing. They did not have Carlos Dunlap, who has been one, the best trade in season trade Agreed. this season, which no one's really talking about. Agreed. Like it's not easy to come by like and it's always been a good player jamal always jamal adams player. by the way is also the best safety in the nfl to me it's Easily. not even fucking close not even close not even close yeah exactly like they really never they really didn't have their defense together until week 11 other than week one um which they won that game yeah so, like i actually don't think it's really that complicated they didn't have their defense together till week 11 uh, it's gotten together. It's pretty good. I can't really explain Russell's situation other than Pete Carroll's always wanted to be the team that can control the ball and play defense. And Russ started making some mistakes. They reeled him back in, and they're playing the kind of football he that he made wants. One to play. game where he made mistakes, and then they decided they gave him mental illness. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they were turning the ball over. And yeah. he was turning the ball over, and it wasn't just one game. All right. Well, we're all on board, I guess, with the Seahawks. Let's move on to the next game. It's New Orleans minus six and a half at Carolina. This is actually kind of a big game because it has seeding implications. Ken, where do you think this goes? Um, I'm, I think that uh, I think it's going to be um, a couple of things. One, I think the Saints are going to cover the spread. Two, I think the Saints are going to win the game. Uh, and three, I also feel like it's going to be closer than people think, though the Saints will cover. 
And the reason being is their last game. So Breeze is out for a couple of weeks. Now he's kind of getting into the groove again and coming back. They may not want to put some things on tape that their next opponent is going to be able to latch on to. So they may have a very vanilla game plan with Breeze, knowing full well that all they're doing is getting him back into a groove of just moving, playing, throwing, reading progressions, all that stuff, and uh, playing with his you know, Mandalorian Beskar suit, all that type of stuff. Um, but I do think – I love Star Wars. And I do think that uh, the Saints will cover there. But I think I, I would look out for those things. Very vanilla game plan. Yeah, you feel the same? Uh, I feel the same in a sense. I think the Saints will win, but the Panthers – play all their opponents close. I think Breeze is afraid of getting his chest caved in. Like you saw him kind of short arm a few throws last week. Um, they want to keep him healthy through the playoffs. Michael Thomas still not there. Uh, I think the Saints win, but the Panthers cover. Right on. So you're picking Carolina for the cover then? Yes. Okay. I'm agreeing with Ken here. I think after Kamara's record-setting performance, Chris stay with six touchdowns a single game. Don't expect pounding to stop here. I'm going Saints by seven. Tennessee, minus seven and a half at Houston. Drew, what do you think? Uh, Derrick Henry is going to rush for 200 yards. Titans need to win. They're going to win by more than seven and a half. Yeah. Ken, what do you think? Uh, I'll go Tennessee here. After last week. Last week, they were affected by the cold. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Tough. It's tough. But yeah. I'm going Tennessee here. I agree with you guys. I think Tennessee blew it against the Packers, but I don't see that happening again. They don't want to mess with any it. chance of missing the playoffs. Also, Houston looks fucking bad defensively in particular. I think Drew said it best a couple of weeks ago. Is there any other team in the league that wants the season to end yeah. more than the Texans? Like, I mean, Watt just- basically said as much today. He, They want to move on. Yeah, I mean, even the even the Jets are like, we're excited. We may win a third game. The te- the Texans right. are like, let's get the fuck out of here. And you are new coaches and move on. Yeah, go take a fucking two three week vacation and then start all over. Why all are right. the lights in your place, Mark, changing color all the time? Do you have you have smart bulbs? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Are you dumb enough to not know? It's some sort of gentleman's establishment. <laughs> How about uh? <laughs> how, how about our final game, though? This one has about as many implications as any. Washington minus two at Philly. Ken, this is your division. What do you think? I'm, I'm going – it, well, look, we're, it's uh, – what is it, Tuesday? It's, yeah. it's 9.19 p.m. on Tuesday night, central time. I have no idea if Alex Smith is playing. If Alex Smith plays, this is an absolute no-brainer. He is a calming influence on whatever team he plays. This is a no-brainer. If, if Alex Smith plays, Washington's going to win this. It's, it's like a no-brainer, right? But if he doesn't, who the hell knows? Their defense is great. Like, their front, their front four is absolutely outstanding. But, um, I mean, it's kind of a tough call. I'm going to go with Phil. I'll tip, put, you, know, you know what? Put me down for Philadelphia. But if Alex Smith plays, it's definitely going to be Washington. Even after what I told you about uh, Taylor Haneke's career as a punter? Yes. 
eating <laughs> eating Colonel's chicken, drinking Heineke brew. <laughs> From a Beastie Boys song. Am I the only one that knows that? Drew, what do you think? Uh, yes, you're the only one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The line seems too low that for the Washington team that needs to win, and uh, the Eagles are probably going to sit their veterans. It's a different defense without Fletcher Cox. I'm going the football team. I'm going oh, – I don't know. This is just another game to avoid at all costs. I'm going <laughs> Philly. Olympus is falling. Eagles finally pound the nail in the coffin for Washington with Ken. Our final segment, which is with the grab bag. This week's question comes from our good pal Jake in Denver. Russell Kung just became the first player in NFL history to negotiate his $13 million annual salary in cryptocurrency, split 50-50 between Bitcoin and fiat. Is he a beautiful mind or clueless drew i mean wasn't the end of clueless kind of like she figured it out decided that she actually was not clueless that is definitely true so both questions could be right i don't know i don't know enough bitcoin i feel like i should be investing way more money into it uh russell Kung seems like a smart guy i met him one time uh i did too I met him the year before the Seahawks won a Super Bowl, and I told him, actually, I asked him, are you guys going to win a Super Bowl? And he said, yes. So he knew about that. So I think he probably knows about Bitcoin. Um, seems like a good idea so far. I'm yeah. on board. Yeah. I would, I'd take it. I'd do it. Uh, I'm going beautiful mind. Uh, Bitcoin, from what I'm hearing from a lot of savvy investors that I know, Bitcoin is the way to go uh, in 2021. You're putting your money into an appreciating asset rather than, um, you know, strippers and blow. I don't know, but I think uh, it might be a very smart move. Why not? Boy, I, I, I mean, I got to tell you guys, I don't, the little bit I know about Bitcoin, I don't know, but I will tell you this, which is super interesting to me that this was our grab bag question today because earlier this morning I had another contemporary of mine, another producer, film producer, text me today, quote, if the Trump campaign somehow pulls off flipping this election, beware of holding cash savings. It's going to be worse than the 2007 banking collapse. Look at metals and crypto. Stay outside the central banking system at all costs. This is when Drew then emailed me our question for the week. I was sort of like, what the fuck? You know, as like, is he texting Russell? I do have a good Okung Bitcoin joke, though. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Really sure. What do Okung and Bitcoin have in common? I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm ordering Domino's because I'm really hungry and I want it to get here and align <laughs> itself. I'm, I can't go anywhere. I got COVID. What yeah, am I going to yeah, do? Yeah. Go to the yeah, store. I'm, hey, I'm concerned with everyone else. Did you I don't write want them something then in like the Domino's notes? Be like, leave it at the door. The cash is under a rock to the right. They already, they already do. And they have my credit, my, my debit card on file. Um, oh yeah, I guess there yeah. there is this thing. I'm, New, York, I'm New Yorker ordering Domino's. Hey, that's all I got. What do you want me to do? They deliver. It's good. I don't know. Yeah. Should I get a chicken taco pizza or a cheeseburger pizza? 
Jeez, you're like the fuck. You've watched the commercial. Yeah, I'm the worst. I am the worst. I'm I'm the fucking worst. You can give Drew and I shit when you. What are you ordering? Fucking Domino's. Yeah, I'm ordering. Are you the guy that gave a shit about the Domino's? You made a Domino's joke last week about us last week about the you're ordering fucking cheeseburger pizza. Simmer down. Does the Mark. cheeseburger right. pizza I'm come hungry. with mustard instead of marinara sauce? I think it, I think it comes <laughs> marinara. Hey, let me tell you, always get extra sauce on your pizza. Outside of the Northeast, they don't put enough sauce on there. Do they put? Yeah. Do they? Sauce. Can you get may, Can you get mayo as a base? You probably could. That'd be right up your alley. It would Gross. be. Eh. All right, they're both on go- the blockchain. They're both on the blockchain. Last thing on the Bitcoin front, again, if you are a reckless billionaire, listen to our advice. Yes, do it. If you've got a question or topic you'd like us to consider for future grab bags, please email fullblowncoverage at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms at fullblowncvg. Anyways, that's all we've got for this week's episode, but tune in next week for more full-blown coverage.